Well, we knew if we did the show long enough, eventually we'd piss some people off. And our first piece of harsh criticism has come from the, uh, the Italians, as it turns out. And the last thing I ever want to do is offend the Italians because they're connected people. So what I want to do with this episode, episode 41 of Life in Dutch Hall, is reach out to my Italian brethren, my greasy friends from the home of Italy, and I want to try to make things right. And honestly, guys, if you were mad at me before, you probably ain't seen nothing yet. A salute, Jeff. To the Italians. You're on fireball duty. We should have amaretto, shouldn't we? For the Italians. We would get that from. Whoa! Why, thank you, everybody. Such a nice reception, as always, from the beautiful fans at Live from the Dutch Hall. Today, we have our... Pete versus the Italians episode, which is great, great uh, fun for me because one of my favorite pastimes in life is taking um, stereotypes of of our different cultures that we get to be exposed to in the great country of Canada and uh, hacking on our buddies, right? Having with me is my co-host today, uh, my brother-in-law and good friend, Jeff Ball. Jeff, thanks for coming in today. Hello, Pete. Thanks for having me. Now, Jeff, you are a waspy uh, manji cake, is that right? Yes, I am. uh, What's called a cake. A cake, yeah. So uh, you are like for me. I'm an I'm not uh, an immigrant myself. Uh, I'm not. I'm a third generation or second generation, however you want to put it. Like my in my uh, world, um, old people talk funny, right? I see. Yes. In your world, because you come from like British stock, you know. And you're pretty waspy. You've been around a while. Yeah. Would you, would old people that you grew up with, um, and your family and that sort of thing, would they have accents? Would they have like British or? My great grandma Botham. Yeah. Uh, very British. Very Brit- like yeah, British, like British accent. On my uh, my mom's mom. So, so is that is that what mom. when your family came over was in uh, was your great grandparents' generation came over? Yes. They were the immigrants. Yes. And then, uh, so your grandparents would have been born in Canada? That's correct, yeah. So you're one generation more Canadian than I am. That's right. Because my grandparents were the ones that immigrated here to Canada. My my, uh, father's family immigrated from Holland, the great country of Holland. And my mother's family immigrated from Hungarian, from Hungary, sorry. (laughs) She's Hungarian, right? And I married Hungarian, so my kids are like three quarters Hungarian and... One quarter Dutch, but we have the Dutch from the paternal side. That's why. I'm, so, anyways, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm setting it up to show the Italians before we get into it with the Italians, um, how who I am. So that if you want to get back to me at uh, live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com, or you want to comment on Twitter or Facebook or something like that, and you want to give me shit for whatever I'm about to say on this episode, then uh, you can uh, direct your attention towards my Dutchness or my Hungarianness or my Canadianness or my ignorance or whatever you want to do. <laughs> if I have to, if you want to go at my people, like I'm about to go after your people, then those would be the attack points that you can go after me from, <laughs> and have fun with it because I enjoy it. So, what happened was I'll get you. This is the backstory of why we're doing this today. We had a listener that uh, I was able. I met her at a um, birthday party, and she said to me uh, that she had a bone to pick with me. She was very upset, and uh, her husband, who also a listener of the show. He's and she, I'm, the reason I'm not using her name is because she said don't use don't don't bring any don't use my name right so I'm not going to use her name out of respect though this particular woman is my listener of the week so I'm going to call her right now the listener of the week because I've been waiting so long for someone to actually call me on my bullshit and and uh, this beautiful Italian woman is the one that finally called me on my bullshit and uh, it was wonderful to hear such gr- harsh criticism. So she would, what got her nuts in a knot was um, uh, my comments about the Italian soccer team. She didn't like how I called them a bunch of divers. Uh, that was one source of contention from All her. All you were doing was speaking a fact, Peter. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say if you, got, if you watch soccer, especially when you're watching World Cup or Euro or something like that, all it takes is one game. Where they're all, every team does 
dirty bullshit diving and all that crap that they do. Well, stuff happens out there, I'm sure, yes. But the and the reason is it's a big field, right? It's a big it's a big field. So sometimes in order to make the referee aware of the infraction, you embellish it a little bit, right? But if it's your team like you doing were it, shot from the stands, right? But a lot yeah. of times, if you look at the replays of it, they actually do get kicked in the foot, or yeah. they do you know, something that that, that yeah. and, and they're just kind of over dramatizing it in order to show the ref that something happened because well, the it's Italian such a, team does it very well. Yes, that is part of their culture, and even in their club league play. There, sure. that you see that sort of that's what they're more the culture of that. Where if I, I'm sure in a if it was a bunch of Canadian guys playing soccer, that would be lesser because it's part of more of our culture to suck it up. And, we give penalties in hockey for diving. Yeah, for faking it, right? For you faking know? it. Yeah, yeah. That's it's right. it's against their culture. So when you see a, a, a region that embellishes that, I stand by my statement is what I say about the Italians okay. diving yes. in soccer. Yes, it is. It is a fact. That one is an indisputable fact, and that's a <laughs> yes, matter of is. opinion. That's and right. if you don't like the Dutch soccer team because of something that they did, like Robin did a dive that you say is just as questionable, you're probably right. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with it the do, Robin but it doesn't. Too, yes. It doesn't make me like the Italians anymore. That's for sure. We're just stating facts about the diving. Well, soccer, right? Soccer and diving. Okay. Moving on now, what do we got so, here, Pete? I had, so I wanted to say, we had. Uh, so she said the other thing that she had a problem with me, which is probably the more, where she said this was so ignorant, it was to the point where she said, "I just thought you were stupid." Stupid was the word that was used. <laughs> that she thought I was just out, outright uh, stupid, and uh, she said it was the, when I referred to the Italians were the ones that killed. Our uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Oh boy! And that was I don't forget which episode that was on, but that one really made her to the point it where upset she, her. It upset lot. her a lot, yeah. Yes. And she said, "You don't even know about the Romans and the Italians and all the uh, you know, what the difference is between the two. And I said, "Well, where's Rome? Rome's in Italy, right? Right? What would you when you just assume that if Rome's in Italy, then a Roman would be an Italian, right? Well, sure, yeah, you would think that. Well, but, uh, as it turns out. As most of what I say on the show, it's based on very little research, and by very little I mean none, <laughs> and it's uh, usually based on. And I got to say, most of what I say is uh, ignorance. I would say I'm probably 98% ignorance and 2% stupid, is about a fair assessment of what comes out of my mouth. So what so does, stereotypes you you take easily to stereotypes? Is, love them, yeah, love them, you em. love them to death. Generalization yeah. based on little fact yeah. that's sometimes true. I'll go with that every day of the week, right? Yes, you will. But if you should see, I only record an hour of what I do a week. The the, the other, like, uh, I don't even know how many hours that, that there are in a week. It's a big math. But I say a whole bunch more stupid things then <laughs> than the hour that I'm on air. That's for sure. <laughs> so, oh, this is great. So the Italians, I got to tell you, uh, one of your uh, uh, country people, this this lovely woman who pointed out the, my stupidity, I went and I did some research. I did some research to see the difference between an Italian and a Roman, and I, uh, to see if it was indeed the uh, Italians who killed Jesus. And I also interviewed some of my Italian friends. And I got to say, I had asked a lot of my Italian friends to come on the show today. We put out the call saying that, you know, I'm planning on going after the Italians tonight. And uh, you're more than welcome to come and defend your people. I put out invitations to every Italian I know to come. And uh, none of them were able to attend, but all of them say they're very interested to listen to the episode. So they were, I bet they are. Yes. Yeah. I, I had one gentleman that's been, uh, I've been texting back and forth, who's not able to attend today. And I uh, explained to him about why I'm in this trouble with the Italians that I'm in. And uh, he said... You better get. You better put some shin pads over your wooden shoes uh, if you're messing with us. That's right. So uh, that was the one thing he said. Too the other thing. Heard. The other thing he said was uh, with regard to the Jesus comment, is he said it wasn't the. It wasn't. Uh, let me read the comment from my friend here, um, the Italian. My Italian friend. He said. Um, he says that means we're powerful because they killed Jesus, which is, and he said, but actually it was the Jews that did. The Jews voted to save Barabbas, remember? And that is a true question. Do you study up on your Bible, Jeff? You, you're big on the Bible? Um, not no. a staunch Catholic? No. Not, not like my buddy, the death metal rooster? No. But he would know that. Barabbas, what happened? I don't was, know very much about it. So well, I'll tell you. I'll tell the story time of Uncle Pete, right? Okay. The Jews one time, they, they had a problem with Jesus, right? Okay. They, and they, they brought him up 
they said they wanted to uh, crucify him because he was the saying he was the son of God or whatever, and they didn't like that. So they brought him in front of. Uh, they had a problem with that, did they? Yeah, yeah, they brought him in front of the Romans, Pontius Pilate. He's a, he was the guy that was going to make the decision. Okay. He um, interviewed Jesus and said he saw no case against the guy. Right? He didn't see what the problem was with this guy. Okay. And then uh, the the he knew they had a tradition they could either release one uh, one prisoner on the one of their holidays. I think it was a Passover or something like that. Right? Okay. So they said you can release Barabbas, this killer. Or Jesus, right? Thinking that there's no way they're gonna release uh, this killer right. for this guy who's just kind of like you know maybe done, yeah, done nothing wrong. Done really nothing wrong. Sure. Anyways, they said uh, they want crucified Jesus and get rid of free Barabbas. Free Barabbas. They 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 chanted right. This is the Romans. The Jews. Oh, the Jews. Yeah, oh, that's sorry, what they called sorry. out, right? Oh boy. So the Romans, Pontius Pilate, washes his hands of the whole thing. He said, I want to. I don't want nothing to do with this. But it's what you want, and so. It's your holiday, whatever, you get what you want. We're going to kill this guy. So he still made it so they killed Jesus, right? Right. So Roman was responsible. And then he, even though the Jews ordered the hit, the <laughs> the Romans were the ones that did the job. Oh, my goodness. Right? Okay. Yeah. So the the actual murder, the nailing of the cross, the hanging the guy up, done by the Romans, not by the Jews, because they weren't allowed to do anything because this holiday, they got to sit around and just tell the, the Romans to do all the work for them, right? <laughs> right? That's part of their holiday. They don't do nothing. They don't even turn okay. on lights or... Do anything. So that's Check why their you, Twitter. So this is why you said this whole thing in the first place. You've just right. But what I did was I said Italians instead of Germans, uh, or no, sorry, instead of uh, <laughs> Romans. Right. Yeah, I was getting ahead of myself. But the Romans. So the so anyways, I, I didn't know what the difference was. But apparently, the Roman Empire was uh, its own empire, and it was and Rome was like the capital. But there were these. Um, uh, hold on, I did some research. I'm going to actually have to bring it up. But the Romans. Um, uh, the original Italians were quite a bit different than the Romans. The, the Romans were actually quite the what you when you think of Italians, like think of, when you think growing up and you think of Italian people, you know, there's obviously the obvious stereotypes that you got, like uh, you know, uh, the people in my neighbor, my old neighborhood that I grew you grew up, up with Italians, uh, Portuguese and Italian neighborhood. That's where you grew up in, in Toronto? Toronto. Yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah, a lot of my growing up, grade five on. So you got to see a lot of Italian families. And what? how did you see them as being different when you were growing up? Like, what was the perception of the Italians in your neighborhood? Um, well, I would say sweeping their uh, – they, they like to have a clean sidewalk. I'll tell you that. They like to sweep their sidewalks. They kept up a ni- nice places. Nice places. Everything uh, – yeah. My Actually, my neighbors were an older Italian couple. Their kids were grown up and moved out already. Yeah. And uh, he had great – vines in his backyard and they were uh, really nice people very nice people. yeah yeah, yeah. kept kept up and kept up a nice neighborhood oh, and kept and yeah. uh and very good to us you know like yeah very nice people so yeah yeah and really when you think of it like um uh, from my perspective on the world growing up where i did we didn't have a lot of italian families i think in my grade school maybe there was one or two italian families none in my class you know so i had very little exposure to italians until high school and I went to high school in a town. town and then of, you're with high school aged Italians. Italians, right, right. Which formed your whole basis for a lot of this stuff you're going to speak about. <laughs> right now we're being, you know, like. Uh, well, one thing I always boy. liked about the Italians was the uh, was that they always had good food, right? Any oh, any culture, any beautiful food, any culture yeah. that I got to hang around with, where they had a good smelling kitchen, you know, I was all in. Like I was going to mind my manners and be real polite because I might get a meal out of this. Well, yeah, yeah <laughs> I'm going to eat really well, right? <laughs> and they always, every time I went to visit one of my Italian friends, you know, his family always treated me like oh, yeah. gold, right? Like it was all you always got well fed, you got treated like you were one of their own. Yeah, it was beautiful, and they had a real strong sense of family. And so being from a strong Dutch, big Dutch family, lots of people, and where we're all really tight and take care of each other, and it wasn't that much different than what I was used to, what the Italians were doing, because they were just basically doing the same thing. Yeah. And that's, uh, so as I grew up, I mean, I had lots, lots of friends in high school that were Italian. They were, I had a great time with those guys, right? Some of, there was all different personalities. I remember this one guy in high school, he was like, um, he could fancy himself to be a real uh, gangster, eh? He was one of these like uh, he watched a little bit too much mob movies. Like he was, so he thought he was a a real like uh, like gangster. That's right. the only thing. Like he yeah. he would talk about having a gun in his locker. I don't think he really did, you know. He had a cell phone before like anyone. Just drug dealers had cell phones. Did he drive an IROC? 
Oh, most likely, you know. Yeah. Back in those days, they were just like a little, he was a little flashy. Um, and there were lots of cologne. But I remember we went to his parents' house one day, cut class, went to his parents' house and uh, stole booze out of their liquor cabinet. And then he made us like a, a sausage sandwich. And then we went back to class. Reeking of booze and, and yeah, uh, we kept eating bread because garlicky meat. He told me if I ate the bread, it would cover up the smell of the booze and would be okay, right? <laughs> what grade was that? Oh, it was probably like grade ten or something like that. Okay. You know, grade eleven. What'd you guys drink? Or whatever we could sneak out of the liquor bottles that wouldn't leave a like a noticeable mark. So we were taking <laughs> a little bit out of all the liquor bottles and just trying little little shots oh, of it. Boy. So we probably had like I don't know a few shots and we went back to class. It wasn't yeah. very much, but it was real bad stuff like for me i had never done anything like that before so it was a pretty big deal right yeah and uh so the other thing i noticed the italians like you said that guy had the grapevines in his backyard Mm -hmm. the other thing they had was like they'd go into their house and their houses were always i remember this is a stereotype this is coming just from me sitting there dutch and carrying hungarian kid in in norfolk county farm kid i don't see a lot of anything right now i'm going to the city of brantford to school big city i see all the i see everything right so i'm making uh I'm making judgment, character judgments on all everything I see, right? So you look going to their house, it's like a lot of times marble and yes. you know very fl- yeah. very like you know the best of the materials, right? Because a lot of their family were in construction, so they got deals on nice yeah. material yeah. and stuff like that. Good craftsmen. Yeah, and they're good. Yeah, they're good at doing that sort of stuff. So they do it in their own home, right? And then uh, they always had like that fancy room. The Portuguese and the Italians both did. They had like the living room with like the plastic on the couch, on the couch, yeah. and you couldn't walk in the carpet. If you walked in the carpet, they'd have to vacuum in a certain way, so you see yeah. the vacuum marks and stuff. Yeah, the fancy the living was room. on before you were into the next room. Oh yeah, yeah like they're, they're what are you doing? You know, what are you doing stepping in that room? Like <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. There's yeah. a couch in there. I thought it was nice. I don't know what that is. What's the point of that room? That's old school, I think. Eh? Yeah, I don't understand it either. I never, I never got an explanation as to why. But. I don't know if the young, like a younger Italian family, wouldn't have like, have like the, the fancy now. living no, room I now. Don't imagine eh? no. But uh, anyways, uh, the other thing they make wine. Um, every Italian family that I know always made wine, and it was always good wine too. It wasn't like the yeah. swill that the Hungarians make. I was too young to get wine. Like like I we, I never got wine from the we never got wine from the neighbors but um, I don't I don't think my parents did or anything but they they didn't they definitely grew grapes so I knew they so must they're have making made wine, wine. Yeah. yeah they're not eating them yeah no they weren't eating eating them that's for sure but you never tried their wine no I mean my parents probably did I guess what am I saying I, I was I was younger right I moved out when I was oh I was in my early twenty twenty one but yeah I don't remember ever seeing homemade bottles of wine in my kitchen so i don't know i don't even think they were that big of drinkers next door right right we had enough of that going on in my own house yeah yeah <laughs> but when you're ever going to get into it with the italians you get into it with based on them being like uh yeah greasy yeah. And, and and garlic eaters and then what else would you like when they're getting on to making fun of me for being dutch like you'd have oh. to get back at them for something right and it would mostly be like just the old stereotype stuff, you know, that's a spicy meatball, right? <laughs> My one buddy in high school, he was the greatest. Like, we always just used to talk about our parents, and like he'd make fun of his dad's, and he'd have his dad's accent down pat, you know? And, yeah. and we'd just howl at some of the stories he's saying. Because like, you can't do it any better than when you're in that house and you're hacking on your parents, right? <laughs> and all, all those guys whose parents were immigrants, they all did the best job of it, right? Like Because yeah, it was yeah, funny sure. to them, right? I remember, it's not Italian, but a Portuguese guy that I went to school with. His parents didn't speak very good English, but he spoke, you know, obviously he spoke English, right? Because he was born here. And so he would, um, like, talk back to his parents in English, and then uh, they wouldn't know what he's saying. Like, he'd be like, uh, his mom would be yelling at him in Portuguese or whatever, and then he'd go, like, uh, ah, mom, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, something like that. And I'd be like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are you, you can't talk to her that way. He goes, she doesn't know what I'm saying. She doesn't know what I'm saying, right? And he'd say, like, all kinds of just terrible things to his mom. <laughs> Like, what are you doing, man? It's, it's funny as hell. Anyways, uh, Italians. But I, when I, then the Italian girls, you know, Italian girls, like when you're in high school and you got to see the Italian girls, I don't know what it was about the Italian girls, but the Italian girls always seemed to be like, I don't know, they said something about them, right? They were always really good looking and they had... They that, were, olive, that olive skin yeah, for the night. most part. And they were just like... Uh, Beautiful necks. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful neck. You're a real neck guy, eh? Well, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's good as the Greeks' necks. <laughs> That's an inside joke. So we had, uh, 
But they always. But you know what? The thing about them is that there's always a little danger factor with oh. the Italian girls. Hey, you knew what was coming. <laughs> That was one of the stereotypes, right? Yeah. Like, there was always a warning, eh, from all the manji cake friends, eh? Like, oh, oh yeah. she's good looking. Well, you just wait. That mustache is going to come in. Oh, shit. And that ass is only going to get bigger, right? Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> the uh, stereotype of that. And uh, not far off from the truth. In the oh, I don't know. I'm just know. kidding. I'm it's totally a, kidding. You know, the thing about all these stereotypes is when you go into, when you really look at it, you know, and you look at the people, like, when you think about the people that you meet, like, you can find little bits of the stereotype in any one of them, but... The main thing is that it's you can't. Everybody's different. You're gonna get dicks in every culture, yeah. And and on any and you can find those dicks like the Guidos that exist in the Italian community, like the Situation and Snooky and all those dirt bags, <laughs> right? They're Italian, but yeah. I, and if I want to make fun of Italians, I'll just say they're all like those guys because I know that's gonna piss them off because those guys are horrible, right? right? Yeah, they're yeah. A bunch and they're of, and they're portraying their own stereotype to. The hundredth degree, right? Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. But you wonder, Good like, ratings that way. Yeah, yeah. But like, they're young idiots. Like they're just young, dumb people. And then eventually, there. I can name a. You can find another Italian exactly the same age. Grew up in Jersey. But he had a good head on his shoulders, and he's not a dick at all, right? How about going back to actors here, because there is lots of good actors that um, were Italian actors, obviously. That you know, there's the mob whole mob thing. Yeah, yeah. Mob movies, but there's. We were looking into it a little earlier about the uh, the ones that weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, like, There's were a lot portrayed of trade by. Yeah, for years know. in Hollywood, because I think the Italians when they first came over, and it's like any culture that first comes over, and when they're new, right? They're considered they're coming over because they come from like they're leaving a country that's got problems, so they come to. It's the people that are trying to find a better life come over uh, to North America. So that's right. Generally, yeah. they're coming from. Um, like uh, humble beginnings, and so when they come over here, they're willing to work hard, and that's why you saw the Italians are the ones that are doing the you know, construction jobs and the yeah. masonry work, and, the, and they're the ones putting roofs on your house and stuff like that. The Mexicans yeah. back in the day, they, right, they would right. be like the Mexicans, right? Right. But so would be the Irish that came over, and and they were considered to be like trash and stuff like oh, that yeah. too. Garbage the Italians stuff. were like the garbage eaters that were, or not garlic eaters that, you know, like would do all those jobs. And, yeah, like big grunt labor. Right. Guys, yeah. And the people that were already here in the country already getting settled into the entitlement of not having to do the shit for themselves because yeah, they've, right. they've, their parents got, had a better life and then they feel Rode like the, the backs of that hard work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Instead of the first generation people, I don't care. Right. You're talking about the Italians, the Irish, the, the Indians, the Chinese, whoever's coming over recently. They're the ones that are now probably doing the things they have to do to make a living for themselves, right? That's right. Yeah. That's why they. That's why they get made fun of for driving cabs or uh, working at convenience stores or whatever they're doing. But they're doing what they got to do to make a living for sure. their for their family, right? And if you come from a shithole in Calcutta, and then you come to a shithole here in Canada, you think it's a palace, right? That's oh, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, uh, it all. In, in Norfolk County, we got the Mexican Mennonites that, that are kind of the new immigrants to the area. And I kind of think about that because to us, you see them and they, it's a very, for those that don't know, the Mexican Mennonites, um, they're like a Mennonite, uh, they're from the Mennonite religion, originally from Germanic descent. Yeah, they all speak German. Yeah, and then they came to, um, some of them went to like uh, Manitoba and stuff in Canada and then eventually settled in our area those were the um, other mennonites and then there's the mexican mennonites the ones that came from germany and mexico and now are coming up and uh they're coming from mexico and in parts of mexico where the culture is different and everything and because of their religion or their traditions uh they they look a certain way they dress a certain way they talk a certain way and, and it, it it really and they all are forming a community so in certain parts of our county it's like all mennonites like there's quite a bit of them. not horse and buggy Mennonites, but uh, like uh, these Mexican Mennonites who are come. Some of them are really nice families. I've done lots of business with them, and some of them are uh, pretty tough families, you know. And uh, yeah, there's lots in the community. Though. But because they look different, they stand out, and uh, they're doing a lot of the manual labor and farm labor and stuff like that. There's a certain stigma that naturally comes to them where they get treated like all the new immigrants got treated when they moved to a new area, right, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I always think, like, my daughter could come home from university and she'd be like, hi, if you, you meet my boyfriend, it's uh, Jacob Friesen. And I'm like, really, Jacob Friesen? And, like, where's your family from? And it, 
you know, for me, then there'd be here so long, it'd be watered down. The kid went to school, you know, like yeah, yeah he's sure. Canadian. You know, it's it's assimilated by that t- point. It's gonna be a non-issue. Yeah. But when they first come over and you're they're moving in next to you. And you're like, what the hell are they doing with that truck on the front yard? You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, well, who are these guys, right? <laughs> and then uh, it takes you a generation or so to, for, the, for that acceptance to happen. And that's what happened with the Italians, right? That's to get back to the Italians. That's what kind of happened with them when they came. And so in Hollywood during the periods, especially in the 50s and 60s, the act, a lot of the actors that were asked to play Italians, were, a lot of them were of Jewish descent. Like Edward G. Robinson, he played Al Capone. Um, well, even James Caan played in The Godfather. He's a Jew- Jewish guy. Yeah. You know, a lot of the great big Italian roles, like even Robert De Niro, I think he's only like an eighth or something Italian. He's not even that Italian, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Christopher Walken in True Romance, great scene. Also not an Italian, right? <laughs> and uh, very educational scene, too. If we have time, we'll play that scene later. A very educational scene from True <laughs> Romance, Quentin Tarantino. It well, is. It is that. Yeah, and uh, so uh, yeah, it was just just funny how like it took them years before they actually let a real Italian play an Ita- play an Italian. It was uh, always other people doing it. And so when that happens, people will always look at the culture and then kind of like come up with their own perception of it. And that sometimes it like perpetuates that same thing, like uh, like the whole. Uh, like, uh, g- hey, Goomba, like, what's, you know, forget about it, you know, forget all that it. shit, yeah, yeah. right? That, have you ever heard an Italian guy talk like that? Yes. Yeah? Sure. Are they putting it on? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either because I think it's kind of bull, it's kind of like a, a could, bullshit. It it's like could. that guy that wanted to be a gangster, but he was like, you're born in Canada, you don't have a fucking accent. The accent comes out when you're trying to play your tough, like you're. Yeah. Working on a drug deal like fucking uh, Donnie Brasco over here, right? Like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. But, and it's funny, too, how the gangster movies are... Whenever you hear of, see, or hear of a gangster movie or think about an old gangster movie, it's always Italian. But really, when there's... Especially all the different mafias that are out there. When you hear the word mafia, you always think Italian. But there's the Russian mafia. There's yeah, yeah, the, the Vietnamese. Vietnamese. There's so many. And, you know, it, But, I mean, obviously, it stemmed... Yeah, that's the more glamorous one. It's been the one most probably... Well, Vegas and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that kind of stuff. So, in saying that, here's another... Oh, salute for the Italians again. Salute. Salute. Ah, (sighs) Yes, sir. So, uh, what what I was... uh, I one time... My wife, actually, she lived with an Italian guy. Oh, she did? Yes. While we were were married. Oh. I had to... um, she was going to school in the States. She was on an externship. So the other um, student that was on this externship with her, with her that was, she was going to share an apartment with was uh, an Italian gentleman. So they, was, were, they were housemates. They were yeah. flatmates. Yes, they were flatmates in, wow. in Memphis, Tennessee. And what happened was I had to go. I was just newly married myself. Just a, just a new man in love with a beautiful woman, right? <laughs> just a yeah. new man in love. Yeah. And I got to say goodbye to her for four months and send her off to go live with this Italian who was a known charmer. Oh, he's a charming fella. A charmer and quite a hit with the ladies, apparently, well, or a lady are. killer. Hey, they know how to speak to the ladies. Yeah, he's married now. He's a married man now, and he's got a beautiful wife, way out of his league. I know he's going to be <laughs> listening to this show, and he's, she's way out of your league. You know it. You know that she is, but that's because of his charm. So I'm letting this guy go, live with my wife for, for four months, and all of his, all of the classmates are like, "Are you letting your wife go live with that guy? Are you, you better go talk to him. You better go talk to him. You know he's going to be all over her. You know." Yeah. So my wife's a beautiful woman. Yes, yeah, she is. And uh, so I see him at this hockey game, and I go over and talk to him. He's sitting on the in the bleachers, and I go over and talk to him. I said, "We're going to have to talk." He goes, "I know exactly what you're going to say, Pete. I know exactly what you're going to say, and I've worked it all out." I figured it all out. He goes, "How about this? One shag a week." <laughs> <laughs> That's he how he said. Shag. He said shag. One shag a week is exactly what he said. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, no shags a week. You get no shags a week." <laughs> he was funny though, because when... let's go have a drink. We'll talk about this. <laughs> but I was still pretty apprehensive because I'm letting my wife go off and let... not that I'm letting her. I mean, she do... does whatever she wants. But the, uh... but she's going off to live with this guy for four months, and I'm like. Still got pretty apprehensive, you know. I know he's going to make moves on. I'm even telling her, you know, like he's going to be making moves on. You got to be ready for it, right? And um, so we went over to drop him off. He, uh, 
drop her off, or he was going to drive her down to Memphis. We had to drive out where he lived in Leamington, where all the Leamington. Italians live. He's in Leamington. Yeah, I wish I could do a better accent. <laughs> for my commercials, I'm going to do all my commercials in an Italian accent. Every time I pick a culture to rib on for an episode, I'm going to um, do the commercials in the accent of that person as my p- punishment for uh, for um, for hacking on them so much. I don't even think you're, that we're really hacking on them. I think we're the eye ties. Yeah, we're speaking quite highly of them personally. Yeah, you know what they do? That's bad though. This is a real fact with the Italians. I'm going to tell you right now, and I learned it from. Is they don't they don't shut up in weddings during the speeches. I know. Did some, you know that? I know some people that don't too, and they're in a. They're, what are they? Just oh, drinkers. Just drinkers. Heavy <laughs> drinkers. Yeah. <laughs> we were. I remember being at a wedding. I like what I was seeing Italian guys when you go to Italian wedding, and they always have those hot peppers in their pocket. The okay, old right. guys, they walk around and they got hot peppers from their own garden. They got them in their top pocket of their nice. uh, their dress shirt. And when they go around, they're always like showing their hot pepper. The old guys are showing off their hot peppers to each other that they keep in their pocket. <laughs> and they put a little bit on their pasta or whatever they want to do to make it uh, to make it better. Yeah, I would do. That's a great idea. I might steal that idea. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. The Italians got it down, man. You, they got to do a lot of things right. I got to give them some credit. They make good wine. They got yeah. good food. And uh, and actually, you know what? Both their women. I know girls I went to high school with, and I had that whole theory about how they're going to get fat and get a mustache and all that. That's a stereotype. Yeah, it definitely. Is, I yeah. see them on Facebook now. I'm on that. Fa- I'm on Facebook. I see them. A lot of them look great. They look great. Oh. I don't care what you say. They, they hold up pretty good. I think that maybe that's an old wives' tale. Maybe back well, in the you day. Know, this is the uh, this is the modern age. Before low carb uh, Italians, maybe they make low carb Italians now. They don't eat the bread as much or the maybe, pasta. Yeah, maybe they're making better choices. Yeah, they're just eating more of the. Uh, Chicken parm or something with no pasta? Uh, I don't know. Is there any Italian food you don't get fat on? There's a, I don't know, they eat like 100 courses of it. You go to a wedding, you eat like 100 freaking courses, you can't get drunk. You can drink a beautiful thing, though. I love to eat, so I love weddings like that. Oh, they love to eat. And the ladies that come around to serve you at the Italian weddings will be like, What's the matter with you? You gotta eat more. What you you gonna, and I'm like, Leave anything on your plate, you'll get. Big shit. You're bringing out the sixth plate of food. How can I even finish today? Well, you better. But it's so good. I know. You, you just will. keep eating it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. I mean, we went to a wedding at the Italian club or Roma club in, in Leamington. Oh, my God. It's so good. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the community is so Italian out there. Yes, it is. And yeah. then that the, everyone's there. You know, it's a great it's a great community, right? Like yeah. the Italian community. And they're good businessmen, too. Like uh, out that way. like or, And I think that comes from that strong european like roots like they're rooted in those values and they just have that hard work and like they're they're still trying to achieve something versus when you get here and you get complacent and you don't really have that strive right all right i'm sure if you find a fourth generation italian you can't tell the difference none of these stereotypes even matter to them right oh no they wear it pr- they wear it proud i mean just got to look at the world when the world cup comes around yeah yeah and then you know right where are these guys are hiding oh shit they're all everyone is though like you know yeah, but yeah, especially yeah. you notice them man yeah, yeah. You notice some what they're, especially in Toronto, like if. You, yeah, they usually do make a big, the biggest yeah, little noise. Yeah, fucking crazy. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Go back to the go back to my defense on the Germans here. Or sorry, I keep calling them the Germans. I don't know why I'm calling them the Germans. The Romans, the Romans. Uh, what I found out was that uh, the Romans were quite a bit different than the uh, the uh, uh, traditional uh, Italians. Or, and especially different than the modern Italians. It says the Romans uh, were a very organized, disciplined, serious, rather stern and stoic, military-minded people. And they cared little about family ties. They frequently adopted people unrelated to them and murdered their blood relatives. So they really didn't give a shit about family. Yeah, it certainly doesn't sound like it. That doesn't sound like an Italian either, does it? Because no. Italians are like super families. Like they're like right, uh, right, right into that. Like yeah, there's yeah, the family first, man. Family first, yeah. They yeah. take care of each other. And uh, so it says right here, they were usually ready to sacrifice themselves for the common good of their nation as legionnaires. The Italians are just as o- just the opposite in all of these respects. They are at least they are the least organized Europeans and among the least disciplined. Well, that's a pretty bold statement, actually, in this regard. I don't know, but that's what it says. It's on the internet, so it must be true. It's gotta be true. They are a fun. They are fun-loving hedonists. They have made terrible soldiers ever since the Middle Ages. The Italians haven't won a single foreign battle in history, except in Libya, Libya and Ethiopia, where they were just so goddamn hungry, the Italians rolled over them, right? <laughs> and, 
It says, uh, no, it says, oh they except uh, Libya and Ethiopia, where their army outnumbered the locals in number and firepower. The Italians attach a lot of importance to family relations and often place loyalty to family and friends above that of society or the whole nation, which is true, which is what I like about them. You should put your family above the country. I think that's exactly true. Like, if, if the country's doing something bullshit, and my, me and my whole family didn't agree with it, I'm doing what they say. And when the tanks or whatever come to get us, we're all joining up and fighting them. You know, like, I don't think there's any... The, the, yeah, I would yeah, put my family above my country any day. Oh, for sure. Family above everything, right? Yeah. yeah. So I agree with that. I think the Italians got it right there. The, one of the main problems of modern Italy is tax fraud because people don't feel enough solidarity with the other Italians. So they don't think they have to pay taxes because, you know, they don't really care about the government as much, right? They just can do their own yeah. thing. Many character traits are highly inheritable. Cats don't make dogs and vice versa. So how is it possible that modern Italians descended from the ancient Romans? The character trait of modern Italians listed uh, above are far more exa uh, exasperated in the so southern half of Italy this is more surprising since the ancient Latins originated in the coastal area between Rome and Naples. Since Rome was flooded with immigrants from all over the empire after they fell, chances are that the Roman genes survived better in Napoli, in the Neapolitans. The, re the region that was heavily settled by the rich Romans, who had their holiday homes in what they now call, and what they called, uh, I don't know, it says Camp, Benea Felix. It was it was in the same province as Rome, it says. And then since the Romans and I'm going on here. I was uh, about to say. Sorry, it goes into No, but this is my point here. It says right here. This is where I wanted to get to. It says that the it says about the DNA, which I should have someone smarter than me to talk about that. Ironically, the uh, ironically, the temperament and values of the ancient Romans were closer to that of the modern Swiss and Germans than that of the Italians. So they say that the Romans actually, because they're more stoic and more this and that, and that they were, had more in common base, yeah. with the Germans and the Swiss than they did the, Italian. the Italians. So in order to apologize to my Italian listener, this is where it all goes from, <laughs> yeah. I am now gonna go on record as saying the Italians did not kill Jesus. So it, you're making amends here with her. I am making amends. Okay. I am saying that the Germans killed Jesus. What? Nein, 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 nein. Hitler says no, but I say yes. <laughs> if the Romans were like the Germans, then the Germans killed Jesus. You heard me, Hitler. Nein, 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 nein. This will be uh, open for all my German listeners to please rebut. No. And then we can do our next show on the Germans, right? That would be, yeah, that's a good segue for you. Since this yeah. Is... Yeah, yeah, it is a good segue. And you know what else is a good segue into? What is it? Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. <laughs> feedback. Welcome to a feedback. We got the feedback. I am a your host. How do I do it? I can't, I'm just sounding. I'm, I'm careful not to go into Portuguese here. Well, I got to go to Italian. What do they sound like? Today's uh, episode of a feedback. We got the feedback. Is brought to you by a VG Meats. You want to go to the live from the Dutch Hall website? You're gonna go to www.alivefromthedutchhall.com, and you're gonna get yourself a little. Uh, click on the uh, VG Meats banner. You're gonna get yourself a ten dollars off. A six a ribeye steak from VG's. A ribeye. A six a ribeye steak. Six a ribeye. There is a six a ribeye steaks. Me and my brother Mario are gonna get some six a ribeye steaks. Forget about it. <laughs> you go to VG's, you're gonna get the ribeye steaks. You know what else you do? You what go to you Amazon. Mean? You go. What's that? What's that? I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I lost it. <laughs> you go to Amazon. You're gonna get yourself. Uh, you're gonna go to get yourself a new. Uh, what are you gonna get yourself a new something nice? Get yourself something nice from Amazon. You're going to click on Pete Van Dyke's banner on Live from the Dutch Hall. And you're going to give Pete a little bit of money. You're going to help him out. You're going to make the show nice. Okay? Make it nice. You're going to make the show nice. That was my Italian accent for feedback. We got feedback. 
So uh, we always get feedback here at Live from the Dutch Hall. This week is no exception. We got actually a couple nice pieces of feedback. What's this I'm doing? The p- feedback that we got. One is from a person that's left their show. We haven't heard from the Kosher Pork Shop in some time. The Kosher Pork Shop returned this week, and he gave me a little piece of feedback on the Ryan Vandenbush episode. He said, um, great hockey talk, five stars. He said, what a great interview with one of the toughest guys ever to play in the NHL. Ryan Vandenbush breaks down the science of a hockey fight, and he gives us some tricks how to hang in there with someone twice their size. He's one tough little son of a gun, isn't he? And I'm not talking about baby arms, he says. Can't wait for round three. Love from the Kosher Pork Chop. So thank you very much, Kosher Pork Chop, for reaching out. We're glad to keep having you. And the other one, the other piece of feedback that I want to get into, and I already got into our Italian friend, so this one we're going to go to is our good buddy. You know who he is. It's the Haitian Dwarf. Hello, Haitian Dwarf. He's back again after episode How you doing, 40. Little buddy? Haitian Dwarf, it's a great to hear from you week after week. You're always there for us here at Life in the Dutch Hall. Episode 40 gave us five stars, five stars again. So thank you, Haitian Dwarf. He says, I can't go back to Vegas ever since the incident. On a happier note, congratulations to Mr. Van Dyke on 40 episodes. It only feels like 100. Nice. That's from Haitian Dwarf. Expect no less from the little bugger. Yeah, this is the second time we've heard about the incident from the Haitian Dwarf. And he doesn't get into a lot of details. No. But I'm starting to find out more and more about the man as we we interact with him week after week. And uh, he sent out a picture. It's on Twitter. I retweeted it from uh, the Haitian Dwarf. He had a picture just before the incident of him and a bunch of uh, lovely ladies. Looked like they're all getting ready to go out to the club or oh, maybe to the prom to or something. But it looked, uh, nice. he said it was in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. So I have no reason not to, to believe him. And uh, then he said the incident. It was right before the incident happened. And I don't know what this incident was, but I think it scarred him deep. Yeah, I think it really... well, you better get to the bottom of this. I think the listeners really would like to know. Well, we're all curious now, Haitian Dwarf. We got to tell you, and it's none of, if it's none of our business, feel free to tell us it's none of our business. But I got to tell you, we're concerned about you. Yeah, it's a Maybe. genuine concern. Yeah, it is. And if and if uh, if there's anything that we can do to help you deal with whatever tra- trauma happened that night you went out with all those girls in their little prom dresses to the club, then, uh, you know, maybe we can we can help you, like, build uh, men fences, you know, to really get on with your life. You know? We really but, just want to know what device they used, you ass. <laughs> little bugger, right? Eh? Bunch of girls. You think it was something sexual that they did with them? Oh, shit, yeah. I do. I think so. And, and But would it traumatize the young man? Yeah, I don't think he was expecting it. From the sounds yeah. of it, he's traumatized from it. I know this has nothing to do with Italians, but I heard a story today about these two teachers in uh, Louisiana that were uh, arrested for uh, having uh, sexual relations with their uh, 16-year-old student. Yeah, it was two girls. I think a 24-year-old girl and like a 35-year-old girl or something like that teacher. Well, a teenage. Yeah, threesome with a with a 16-year-old kid, and they said if he would have waited four days, he would have been 17. He wouldn't have had. uh, it, it, they wouldn't have had to press charges. There wouldn't be no case. But they couldn't even wait the four days to... Oh to uh, Louisiana? Yeah. To Holy get. To, shit. Do you imagine being 16 years old and you double-team two of your teachers, Jeff? No, I could not imagine that, no. And they're going to arrest the girls for it? They gave that kid a gift of a lifetime. He's, no. gonna, he's not... He's rig- a hero in his... I'm oh, he's a, he's, a, he's a champion. You know, he's a golden god. And they're taking advantage <laughs> of him because he's... Uh, because he's a 16, right? That's where the crime lies, right? Because yeah. he's too dumb to know that uh, whether he should or shouldn't. But he's... You're thinking if he was 17, he would have made a... If he was 40, he'd make the same goddamn decision. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would have... I'm 40. I didn't want to go there. I want to yeah, that's fucking right. <laughs> if I go back to high school now as a 40-year-old man, I sit there and two of my teachers want to double-team bang me. And, uh, obviously, I'm a married man. If I wasn't a married man, I'd be like, yes, please. Yes, please, on both of it. Let's do it. Yes. I don't know what they look like. I don't know what they look like. I should probably look that up next for research for the show, yeah. but I didn't know we'd be talking about it. Go look it up. Go look it up. I think We're one wondering. of them is hotter than the other one. That's what I heard from what I, from what I hear, but I didn't see it for sure. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how that can be a crime. You do it all the time. You would do it your whole life. It's like if you, the other way around where, where there's a male teacher taking advantage of a girl. You know that girl is going to regret it, you know, when she's smart enough to know that greasy old man was heaving yeah, up on top of her. Yeah, took advantage, yeah. And to be honest, that pretty much holds true with every time a woman 
has a, so even my wife, when she manages to be intimate with me, I'm sure there's a certain amount of regret that just, oh, <laughs> that just comes over. That's it, a whole other ball of wax, I'm sure, <laughs> isn't it? What? That's a whole other... Well, episode. I can't imagine she'd like it. I mean, I see myself with my shirt off. It's not the best thing in the world. <laughs> I'm not what I used to be, that's for sure. <laughs> I, would, uh, I think even the best looking a man is gross, you know? Yeah. Yeah, even the best. What do you want? One of those greasy guys, like one of those situations. <laughs> yeah, they probably do. Yeah. You want the sitch, where he's got he's dumb as a post, but he's good in the gym, where he can get real buff, and then he can say a bunch of stupid things while you rub his abs or something. Maybe there's a spin in his eye rock. Yeah. Does he have an eye rock? I don't know. Oh. You think all Italians drive eye rocks? That's what I'm finding out about you. Yeah, yeah it's an old, uh, it's an old one that was deep. Are there any other fake Italian stereotypes that you're uh, that you? I like see the fact that was that normally this show what I like to do I hate doing research I just did some I read it to you it was boring wasn't it Yeah I didn't I kind of was I think maybe yeah, it sucked it out yeah. it was all the, the the payoff at the end was that the Germans killed Jesus I was just yeah. wanting to say that You're trying to uh, I tried forcing make it. amends with the right Yeah I was saying Italians hey hey easy on me yeah. I'm going to go after the Germans now That's right But they're actually my Wait, highest But you asked me a question there about uh fake stare like yeah, yeah, fake stereotypes. Yeah. Do you know any fake stereotypes? Because I, what I like to do on this show is not research. Yeah. It's just say stupid things that are in my head that I think are true and that aren't. Yeah, well, I mean, there's got to just, there's sayings, right? There's the Italian shower. You know, an Italian shower. Italian shower, shower yes. What yeah. is, that's when you douse yourself in cologne. Well, I like to throw a little pit stop on first, too. And yeah. And a little splash of cologne. Isn't when you, uh, like, Plug your one nose. You put your your finger on your nose and you blow snot out. You it's know? a farmer snort. Oh, it's nothing to do with the Italians. I always called it a farmer snort. I thought it was called like. A but I grew up in the city. So Italian you know, Kleenex. Oh, they, yeah, well, that makes sense. I just never heard <laughs> that one. Yes, I did see them do that too. Or, but all, the old guys did, not the young. Guys. Well, I do it too. Uh, when you're when you're like hoeing tobacco in, the, in a field or whatever, you, and you got you don't have a t- t- Kleenex on, you just wow. give the old snort. That, that whole thing's a given because if a burger's wedged, get get it out. Right. No matter what means you use. Jeff, is it true that they put uh, garlic in uh, Italian baby formula so it tastes more like a mama's milk? <laughs> yes, I think it is. <laughs> I think that's true. I think I that's. I don't know. I know. It's true. No. That one's not. It's another fake one. Yeah. Is it, you said? Didn't you say earlier that if that if you wanted to get an Italian baby to stop crying, you're supposed to get a man to rub his uh, his his uh, stubble on the baby's face because it because it reminds him of his mama. mama? Yeah, I don't believe. I remember saying that. You don't remember saying that? I might have. It sounds like something I'd say. So, yeah. <laughs> Not too sure. What other? Do we have any other things about the Italians? No, I mean, uh, I think. Oh, you know what? They were they were good dancers. Oh, they're known for their dancing. Yeah. Are because they, they were. They, no, are they? Well, I, all I know is when I was growing up, the Portuguese and the Italians all had those clubs. Like the they had the. The clubs were all they they got together and they'd have these dances like weddings or whatever. The, the same with the, around here, the halls like the, the okay, Hungarians yeah. and the yeah. those Hungarians that they would always get together for their dances and then those kids knew how to dance, right? Yeah. Portuguese had the festivals in Cambridge and stuff like that, and then they would a all lot of go the these old old cult like a lot of the uh, immigrants from here, the older cultures. That was a very uh, important part of like they. There's lots of them. There's Irish dancing. There's yeah, yeah, and they'd have their festivals, though, where they get together and celebrate. And they then would celebrate, that's right, Portuguese and Greek, like the Greeks yeah, yeah. are right into their dancing, too, right? Italian. Yeah, they have traditional... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They have traditional dancing, but then they'd also have a band or whatever, and then they'd just play, the the band would play. Like and, a boogie. Yeah, and they'd be out there with the moves, so when you go to a school dance, the Italian mm-hmm. kids were all dancing on the dance floor, they get the girls, right? Yeah. Because they knew how to dance, and they were charming, and they had, like, like feathery hair, and they got and the girls cars. that like to dance. Huh? They and got the girls that like to dance. Which are the good girls to get, right? Yeah. But not all of them. The ones that uh, hide in the shadows are pretty good, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it is true, though, eh? The ones that are also self-conscious about dancing, that, that the same Just as like you. Just like we, uh, we were. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those ones, if you could get to talk to them, if you had the courage to talk to them, you might actually get somewhere with them, but... The, if you had to do it on your dance skills, forget about it. Yeah, forget, forget about, about it. it. Forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. T- <laughs> what are we done? We've been pretty nice to him as uh, for yeah, the most part. That's what I was gonna say. Like this, you. Uh, I worked with an Italian guy one time when I was tree you were playing. Rib on them. You, like this was supposed to be a big, right? It was getting hyped up for that, but really, what it ended up being was we cel- like them. We celebrated the <laughs> yeah, like we because uh, we know the ones that we know especially we like. Yeah, yeah. 
right? Well, it's That's true. Why, right? It's true. They they're as first. Really, when you get down to it and you talk to them, there's no difference between anybody. <laughs> like you could, we could do this show about about any culture, you know, Arabs or whatever. And if you meet like ten Arab guys, you're gonna f- probably realize that there's probably one dick out of the bunch, and the rest of them are pretty decent guys. You never you know. know eh? You never know. But the hack, I can go up here and just say blatantly ignorant stuff about the Italians being like terrible, but they're not. Yeah, well, you had me worked up a little bit today coming here. Well, I'm just gonna be honest. Yeah. My my thing is that what I see of them, then I make my opinions based on that. I know like I, they everything about them that I've ever had experience with has been good, and then stuff on TV is the bullshit stuff. You see the more of the American Italians with their, those yeah, those I Guidos guess. and the over the top bullshit and stuff like that. Well, if you're in a pretty mixed area where the Italians are mixed in with all of, all of, with yeah. the British and the Dutch and the and the Polish and the you know everyone else. You just see, like, well, they're all kind of the same. We're all just kids of the immigrants yeah. or grandkids of immigrants, and we all deal. We all just deal with our shit. You know, we're all yeah, doing the same. And a lot of the the bigger cities and centers have communities that are still, you know, the ethnicity seems to they, you know, there'll be little Italy, there'll be Chinatown. There's, you know, there's still going to be that. But right, right. So I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do one thing here. Um. Oh, what happened? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this clip. We've been nice to the Italians, right? We have been, yeah. We've been nice to the Italians this whole time. And uh, what I want to do is we talked a little bit about Christopher Walken, and we talked about uh, how he was a non-Italian playing an Italian in true romance in the great scene. I said, well, as long as we're educating people, we educate them about the Romans. We educate them about uh, Italian showers and garlic breast milk. Yeah. Right, yeah. and uh, now it's our turn to t- educate some about these Sicilians. Uh, Quentin Tarantino uh, made the movie True Romance. He does. He, he wrote in a part about the Sicilians, and in this scene, it's a great scene in the movie. It's totally uh, vulgar. It's actually uh, uh, taking the Dutch Hall to a new level of uh, profanity, I suppose, by playing it. So. Uh, he, but let it be known that Quentin Tarantino got a bunch of rewards for this. So if you're going to bitch at me about the language or anything like that, just let it be known that he wins fucking awards for talking like this. And if I put it on my show, I'm a dick. So just leave me alone, okay? It's just a stupid fucking or, podcast. Or forward all your comments to, <laughs> to live from the Dutch Hall at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter, Dutch Hall on Twitter, or you can like me on Facebook, blah, 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 blah. And without further ado, let's set up the scene. We got Dennis Hopper. He's sitting in a chair. We have uh, the Italians. Uh, Christopher Walken being the big uh, Don that's coming in to interrogate uh, Dennis Hopper, looking for his son. He realizes that they're going to kill him anyways, so he says he just kind of tells him what he thinks of the Sicilians. And uh, this is the clip. Let's go. Um, oh shit! What was it called? Oh, True Romance. <laughs> there we go. This is music. Bums the smoke off the guy. He's already broken his nose and sliced his fingers off almost. Yeah. He's just lighting his smoke. I'm sorry, there's not much for radio right now. Sicily, and the Moors are niggers. See, see, way back then, uh, 
Sicilians were like uh, wops from northern Italy. Um, they all had blonde hair and blue eyes. But, uh, well, then the Moors moved in there. And, uh, well, they changed the whole country. They did so much fucking <laughs> with Sicilian women, huh? That they changed the whole bloodline forever. That's why blonde hair and blue eyes became black hair and dark skin. You know, it's absolutely amazing to me to think that to this day, hundreds of years later, that, uh, that Sicilians still carry that nigga gene. Now, this... <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm quoting. History. It's really... Christopher Walken can't fucking believe that he's saying this, eh? There's two other guys with guns yeah. standing in the room. He knows he's dead. And your great, 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 great grandmother fucked a nigga. Oh, yeah. And she had a half nigga kid. That's a fact. Tell me, am I lying? <laughs> oh my god. That... He's gonna get a couple bullets. Eggplant. <laughs> you are part of eggplant, he said. And then he kills him. <laughs> I think the rest of it's just gunshot. <laughs> That's it. Boom. Instead of the gunshot, we'll do that. Anyways, that if, if, offended, if that offended anybody, it's probably my Italians and my, any of my uh, blacklisters. <laughs> I would imagine you blacklist. I didn't write it. I didn't write it. I just wanted to say it was an interesting take on the history of, of, of Italy that I hadn't maybe heard before. There was, a, there was actually an article I read today about how Italians, because with the fall of the Roman Empire, everyone moved in from other parts of the world into uh, Italy, what is now Italy, and that there was such a large immigration at the time of different people that the co- the competition for uh, like uh, mates was was only the most beautiful, the most uh, um, attractive and charming people are what ended up being able to propagate because of the competition for oh. in that area. So they said it's the the best of the world as far as the best look and the best char- most charming. And that's why Italians have this. Uh, like inherent uh, uh, charm and flair that the other and they co- like cologne, right? <laughs> right, but I but I just think I think I don't think that's true. More true of the Italians than it is about anyone else. Like every country, like if anything, Canada or United States would have more competition than anyone because we're more diverse, right? We have the entire world coming and um, immigrate here, so you, it stands the reason that the best and the um, Looking are the ones that are going to propagate, right? They're going to find other people, and they're the, the good looking is going to become more good looking and be more cosmopolitan. That the future of the Canadian or the American will be more beautiful than anything. Yeah, I suppose Canadians more so than the Americans because we're more integrated than the Americans are. The Americans seem to still be more like like Segregate. you're the, the whites and the blacks and the Latinos yeah. and the you know they're all more seem to be more segregated. Where in, in Canada it seems like it doesn't really matter as much. You it's know, a melting pot. Yeah, well, they say we're a mosaic, and they're a melting pot in the United States. Like, Canada's more like we just are a toss salad, as my wife says, oh my which, means bu- which means bum-licking, and she always <laughs> she doesn't understand that phrase. Every time she says it's like a toss salad, I'm like, Canada's not like a toss salad. It's like a licked asshole. You're not like, we're not like a toss salad. <laughs> Jesus. She's like, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know. What does that mean? She goes, that doesn't even make any sense. She says it should be like more like juggling the balls, you know, toss salad. <laughs> Is not a to- toss salad's not licking the bum hole, you know. She 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 says that's that's stupid. That's stu- <laughs> stupid. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck. So, ah <laughs> uh, Christ. So the only other game I I can play is that I'll name 
Oh, I already did it, though. I already did it. I was going to do a game saying, like, name and a time. Yeah, we're, we're at an hour anyways, right? So the only thing I want to end with, I'll end the show then at a, in an hour. And what I want to end the show with is what I learned mo- what I like most and what I've learned most from the Italians. And I'll tell you right now, let's, this will be my closer. Oh, shit, I better turn that down before I oh, blow everyone's blow. ears off. Ready? Oh, Jesus, you All right, here we go. So what I learned about the Italians, the Italians are pretty good people. As much as you dive in soccer, which they do, as much as uh, a city in your country may or may not have killed Jesus, may or may not have, you know, as much as you uh, uh, flash around in your uh, gold chains and your hairy chests, your high rocks, your high rocks, of course, you're good people, and I love you. And the most, the most, uh, the important thing I've ever learned from the Italians is. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, that's That's amore. When the stars start to shine like you had too much wine, that's that's amore. (laughs) What's the next line? Oh, I don't know. When the blah, 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 Rico Bella. I guess I didn't learn much from you guys, but I hope you... uh, I like you. (laughs) I like you. Italians, and what we're gonna do next time, we're gonna handle the Germans. Well, with that, salute, God bless Italians. We'll see you next week, everybody. Follow me on Twitter. Good night, everyone. Support VG Packers and uh, buy something on Amazon. Help the show out. All right, thanks a lot, everybody. We'll see you next week. Salute, Jeff. Salute. I wonder how it's going to sound. There's some sh- there are some friggin' d- dead spots in here. I'm not a very interesting person. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know what to say. Do you know what I mean? Like, or, or then we go to something else and I was thinking about that and I don't want to bring up something we're moving on from, you know?